Well, greeting, dear saints. Um, I the Lord that we can have this little time together. Uh, as I prayed earlier, I love that verse in James. Actually, it is a quotation of enough scriptures in the Old Testament where Shiva uh, made this promise. Uh, if you would uh, draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Or at least in another case, uh, he said, if you return to me, return to you. So in any event uh, tonight, uh, turning to him, or we're returning to him. We expect the Lord uh, to be faithful to his own promise uh, to also turn to us and return to us because there's no greater blessing than the Lord's presence, than the Lord's face and the Lord's countenance. Now, um, at the end of this year, 2020, and uh, with a new year, 2021, ahead of us, uh, indeed, not only a new year, but a new decade in front of us, I have some feeling uh, from the Lord uh, to share this with you. Now, what I'm going to talk about tonight is not some big, heavy uh, truth or message. Uh, this is just a talk, uh, a chat with all of you. Uh, but it is something that is on my heart. And I believe uh, it would be profitable, beneficial to all of us if we turn this into our practice. Now, if you assume that uh, I'm not going to hear do the New Year countdown, uh, the crystal ball falls, and we sing all in sign, you are quite correct. Of course, I have no intention of doing anything like that. Uh, we're in a divine mystical realm with the Lord, and we're here uh, as his holy people, and we're here um, as sanctified members of his, and we only care for things that are Christly and things that are genuinely spiritual. And so uh, we'd like to end this year and start another one uh, in this realm. Wouldn't that make sense? I think so. So uh, tonight, I like to uh, promote, advocate, and uh, strongly suggest uh, a certain practice or something for all of us to do. Uh, I myself uh, do that, and I have done this for many, many years. Um, what is this? And that is um, in the new year, and typically not always the case. Sometimes I travel and so on. 
But uh, typically in the first day of the new year, January 1st, uh, I would uh, take time off. And I don't mean from my job and that kind of thing. I do mean that I would carve out and uh, separate a longer period of time, maybe several hours. Now, I'm not saying this to make anything legal, but uh, just a longer time that I would uh, go away to be with the Lord alone. Um, that means privately and personally. Um, so to separate ourselves from the hustle bustle, from uh, distractions from all the things that are going around us just to be with God is something that uh, many of these uh, the Lord's servants mm -hmm. did uh, in the Bible not the least of whom is the Lord Jesus who when he was on the earth not only at times of uh, you know, New Year or what, but quite frequently, especially if you read the Gospel of Luke, he would remove himself from the crowd and sometimes even his disciples just to go up to the mountain or to the desert or to the wilderness by himself just to be alone with the Father to contact the Father, to pray, I'm sure, and also to receive something fresh uh, as a word, even as a commission to him from his Father. And that kind of a uh, regular times of recharge and uh, uh, close proximity with God uh, to hear uh, God's heartbeat uh, was indispensable even in the Lord Jesus life and ministry and how much more uh, we uh, his followers and disciples so I would like to suggest brothers and sisters that each one of you, brothers, sisters, husband, wives, to decide that if not on the first day, Friday, the first day of the new year, but sure, shortly thereafter, maybe the second, maybe the third, but certainly do not wait for too long. Uh, take advantage of the first period of time in the new year to do exactly that. For many years in my old house, I have a small mountain behind me, more like a hill, where I go to do my trail running and stuff like that. And that would, and the top of that little mountain is my small holy of holies. And I visit that place quite regularly you know, not just once a year, quite regularly. But for sure, on the first day of the new year, I would go up there 
alone, just to spend a longer time with the Lord. And uh, it's a tradition, but I would like to say this is not a dead tradition, but a living one and a very, very blessed one. It's my testimony. So, um, brothers, you may say, tell your wife, honey, you know, this morning I'm, I'm going to be gone for a couple of hours to wherever just to be with the Lord. So you take care of the kids and whatever. And then maybe later in the day, the wife would say, it's my turn. So I'm going to go away. Now you do whatever you need to do, the husband. It's not bad. I think that's a fair arrangement. Uh, but I do mean to do something like this in a very serious way. Um, now, I'd like to give you now uh, uh, five or six points to help you to spend this time with God, with the Lord alone. Um, these are not something I just conjured up uh, these few days. These are my experiences, and I like to share uh, some of my secrets and my enjoyment with you. Hopefully it would be a help. And these are five or six verbs and all of them start with an R, uh, the alphabet R. <clears throat> the first one is recall. Spend that time starting with a recall. You say, recall what? Okay. To remember, to recall uh, God, God, and specifically God's love, God's compassion towards you, specifically. This is not about the whole world. God so loved the world. This is about God who so loved me. Be personal with him. Immensely personal. And be very intimate with him. As you recollect, God's love, God's compassions, God's kindness, God's mercies, God's faithfulness, all that are God's so-called attributes, but it is really his very being, his very nature, but not at just some points yeah, or something in the Bible, but something very much that he what? He directed towards you in your life. I find that to remember the Lord in this way filled my heart instantly with grace, with 
gratitude, with thanksgiving, and even with praise to the Lord. I mean, this is the first thing we should do at the end of a year. And that's to remember how much he was to us, how he is still drawing us with the cords of a man and the bands of love, according to Hosea, that he, the love of Christ never ceases to constrain us to live to him. That regardless of how we have wavered or uh, veered, that his love remains an eternal and everlasting love. I mean, brothers and sisters, I'll tell you, this is the first thing I do when I'm with the Lord, just to recall all that he is, his goodness towards me, without which I am done, without which I won't be breathing, without which I won't be around, and without which surely I won't be saved, I wouldn't have been regenerated, I wouldn't be in the church, I wouldn't be uh, growing in him, advancing in him, I, none of that. He is the source to me. And so spend some time to recall, recall. In the Old Testament, Jehovah always reminded his people of this. Remember, just remember how I was to you. Now, the second R I want to mention is the, uh, let me see here, uh, is the word rehearse rehearse uh, to also bring to mind in a, uh, I wouldn't say systematic way, uh, but almost point by point, what the vision that you have seen and even the commission that you have received from the Lord over the years. And for me, I always have to start with when I, in my last year of high school, after I was already saved, but the Lord came and revived me and called me to himself and drew me absolutely to his purpose. And that was the first time when the God of glory appeared to me. And since that time, in these last over 50 years, time and again, he had reappeared. He had appeared again and again and again and again. So I cannot say I'm a man of no vision. I have been given abundant visions of Christ, of the church, 
of so many divine matters, not the least the vision of his will, of his purpose and economy. And that vision, those visions that I saw, resulted in a kind of charge or commission that I received the Lord that I cannot deny. Again and again, the Lord had commissioned me to do something for his interest, to go on in the church life, in his recovery, for his move. In this and in that, he gave me special commissions. And it would be good for me to rehearse that, not just to kind of remember that, but more specifically to rehearse that. This is important because in the busyness of the world, our job, our family, so many things, we can forget. So let us um, stick our head over the clouds for some time and look into eternity and look far again. Again, Paul says, I'm not disobedient to the heavenly vision. That means what? That means he's always recalling. That vision is always in front of him, always refreshed, always renewed. And that vision drove him, impelled him to continue his service and his ministry for the Lord. And it is good. It is good to rehearse that again before him. And number three, I would like to say is reflect, think about, uh, ruminate on what? Specifically on the Lord's work of grace in you. The Lord has done too much in each one of our lives in a customized way, in a most particular way. By himself coming to us as grace within, as the spirit, to supply, to energize, to strengthen, to fill us, and also using all things in the environment to what? to transform us, uh, to um, renew us. All these, all these things are his gracious work in our lives. This is not just so-called counting some outward blessings. Brothers and sisters, this is to really, really remember how much the Lord has done. I think if you start doing this, you may be there for a long time, for a long time, because there's too many things that the Lord has done. And when you have a moment of clarity of your mind to consider, to reflect, oh, those things would come rushing to you 
and this and that. I thought that was something bad that happened to me. No, it turned out that was the Lord's hand. I thought that was something that is um, a difficulty, a challenge, an affliction to me. But now, looking back, it was the his loving hand wanting to mold me, wanting to transform me. This and that, just to reflect on how much the Lord has done this last year, specifically in your lives. Too much, too much. Um, <clears throat> you know, again, back to the Old Testament, the Lord in Deuteronomy and other places, charged Moses to tell the Israel people because Moses was about to die. And so telling him, do not forget. He keeps saying this, do not forget. Remember Jehovah, your God. Um, remember how he took you out of the slave house in Egypt and bring you through into the wilderness. Remember God, your God. Don't forget it. Don't forget not only me, but don't forget what I have done. It is essential for us to remember what the Lord has done for us and in us. Now, uh, the next one I would say is repent. Repent. Now, this may not sound so, you know, positive, but let me tell you, this is very, very necessary. I'm obviously not talking about introspecting, right? Self-introspection. No need to do that. But I am saying opening to the Lord. Lord, I want, don't want to wait into the new year with things that I have not settled, with offenses, with transgressions, with any kind of wrongdoings or failures, either towards you, Lord, or towards others. Lord, I want to clear the deck. Lord, I want to be have a good conscience, even a pure one, in front of you, before you, and man, going into a new year. I don't want to drag all these old undealt with things with me. I'll tell you, in my experience, the things will come. Sometimes it's one huge thing. Sometimes we're a number of smaller things. That's up to the spirit who shines the light within. Sometimes it's not even about failures. I'll tell you my experience. Sometimes it was some success. But no matter what I thought was success in the light of the Lord, 
it was still short. Something that I did, I thought I'd do well, but in the light of the Lord, I was short, and I, in fact, delayed the Lord's move. And I have to repent for that. Sometimes it has to do with relationship. My wife, my spouse, people around me that I've not been right with, that I've been short with. You know, when you're alone with the Lord like this, the, the Lord will touch in a very, very thorough and detailed way. And the more thorough, the better. Open to him. Open your heart to him. Of course, with the Lord's light shining, we will what? We will confess our sins. And of course, his blood will cleanse. But this kind of repentance with confession is exceedingly healthy as we end one stage of our life and begin a new one. We're talking about not only a new year, brothers and sisters, but a new season in Christ. So this is the next one. And then number five, I would like to say renew. You say renew what? Very simple. To renew your consecration to the Lord. We're all consecrated. But it is good to renew our consecration often. And especially with a new year behind us. and a, I mean an old year behind us and a new one ahead. We would refresh our consecration. You know, Abraham, our common father of faith, um, uh, set the pattern that once he went into the good land, the promised land, where he would end up or lodge or, 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 or stay or remain, he would pitch his tent and he also build an altar unto Jehovah. In Shechem, you know, the Oak of Moray, he did that. And then between Bethel and Ai, he would do that. Um, uh, several times, it was made very, very clearly. Well, we know what the tent means. The tent means this person is a sojourner. He considered himself a stranger on this earth, a passerby, that he's looking for a better country. That is kind of a, his declaration of who he was. And what is that altar? The altar simply means his consecration in his worship to God. He would offer all that he was, all that he had, for God and for his purpose. That's what the altar reminds us. And Abraham, Abraham did that. Abraham did that. And should we not, in every station of our life, we would 
repitch our tent, confessing that we are just people in a journey, that we do not belong to this earth. We're on our way to another city and also to offer our all to him once again, ourselves, our lives, and our possessions and whatever we have, our families, our marriages, to him once again. What a testimony and what a declaration that would be. This would be something that is very good to do. I hope that through these kind of times, private times with the Lord, our consecration would be fresh with a new fragrance and odor that was sent to the Lord. And then finally, I would like to use this word, and that is the word reset. Reset. You know, just like your phone, you just, from time to time, you need to just clean it up and push the reset button or do something, you know what I mean. It's good in the new year to have a reset, push the reset button. What is that? That is to, I would like to say to uh, have a new vow, a re-avowing, um, a reprioritizing of your life, of the personal life. What may be this last year, your priorities have gone upside down, been confused. Now in the new year, you want to reorder, reset them again. You tell yourself that, you tell the Lord about that, and you tell the enemy about that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That word first means a priority. Is the kingdom first? Is God's right, the kingdom's righteousness first? Maybe it is not so much. So in terms of how we spend our time, our schedule, in terms of our possessions, our money, in terms of so many things related to our lives, what has priority? We have to tell the Lord that, and we have to proclaim that. We have to tell ourselves that. In this matter, it's better not to be fuzzy about it, but be definite about it. The Lord would welcome this. And with all of this, dear brothers and sisters, I believe in my experience, I would find a new sense of purpose for the new year, a new sense of meaning, of my life and even of my church life. A fresh uh, vitality and energization from the spirit and from the Lord. A new 
view uh, of the year ahead of me. <clears throat> this is not New Year's resolution, you know, to do some weight or do this or that, or turn over a new leaf. No, no, no. No, you don't need to do that. I'm just talking about spend the time, carve out the time to be with the Lord. I say again, alone. This is personal. This is private. This is one-on-one -on -one with God. Um, this, this will cause us to have really a reaffirmation, a reaffirmation of our faith of our faith uh, for this coming new year. <clears throat> I really, really hope so. Now, besides this time, just by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm spilling over from <laughs> my, my, this time I set for myself already, but I'll be brief. I also like to, on the side, but maybe not so much on the side, to also recommend that those of us who are married or with children and family, also to seize this moment at the end of the year or in the beginning of a new one, to gather with your spouse and to gather with your children together as a unit, a household, in the Lord's presence. You don't need to spend an inordinate amount of time. You know, some of you have babies and little guys, little girls, no problem. It is a time in the Lord's presence nevertheless. Talking about it, affirm, to reaffirm in his presence that this household is for the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The little babies don't even know what you're saying. Does not matter. Does not matter. But as a household, you honor the Lord. You tell the Lord. And you tell yourselves, this marriage is for Christ and the church. His children are for the Lord's recovery. This family is for nothing but for God, that Christ is truly, truly, not just in word, but in reality, the Lord of this family and of this household. Let this become a godly tradition, even amongst us every year. I believe this will bring about a lot of blessings, whether it would be seen or unseen. The Lord would bless this kind of a um, time and this kind of a uh, proclamation. Uh, you know, talk about the Old Testament, not only uh, Moses told Israel to remember the Lord. He said, again, again, don't forget 
to tell your children and tell your children's children to remind them of me, what I've done, the covenant I made with you. Don't forget. Don't forget. Do this. So I like to also uh, strongly suggest uh, we spend the households and families would spend that kind of time with the Lord as well. Well, I think uh, I have somewhat uh, discharged my uh, uh, small burden for this time. Uh, I hope that uh, you would uh, receive this word and even the more uh, to put it to practice. I think uh, the Lord would be pleased and uh, both our personal lives and our family lives um, will really, really have the Lord's uh, grace and the Lord's blessing and even his overshadowing grace uh, and the very blessing of his presence in this year to come. I'll just stop here. Amen.